It's time for JT the Brick. How are we doing? Baby, I'm great. JT, how are you doing? I'm not a journalist. I'm an opinionated sports talk host. We have a goal. We have ideas. We know exactly what we want to do here. Just win, baby. The Raiders' schedule is brutal. It's a second-place schedule that's front-loaded heavy and back-loaded heavy. The fans of the Raider Nation. Sound off like you got a pair. JT the Brick. I'm talking about the notorious ones, the out-of-control fans, the passionate fans. All of you fans are invited to be a part of the show. I'd like you to come in big and come in with a purpose, and that's it. Use the phone like a weapon. Enjoy everything we do, and please always feel welcome to call in and to tweet and to be a part of the show. Fair enough? And now, here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you in studio. Jared running the board, maybe Damon. In for Bobby today, and we got a big show lined up for you. The insiders are coming in. Good week for our insiders, man. They're all over the place. Tomorrow, Vic Tafer. Today, Vinny Bonsignor. Bill Williamson. Been covering the Raiders longer than anyone I know, and I know a lot of people who've been covering the Raiders. And Romocop. Bill Romanowski at the bottom of the hour. I called on him, kind of like you call on the Calvary. I like to call on the dragon in the house of the dragons. You need something today to give you the shot of adrenaline. I try to do it every day, man. I bring my energy every show, but I bring it in Romanowski today. I bring in Romo with Phil Villapiano when things are getting a little sideways. You notice that? There's a method to my madness. I bring those guys in and Woodson, Rod Woodson and Charles, when things are kind of, you know, got to get things going, I bring in those guys. So stick around. Let everybody know Bill Romanowski at the bottom of the hour. Our insiders, I'm happy the Yankees are playing. They won last night over the Cleveland Guardians, and it was stress-free, so I enjoyed that. I had a Modelo after the Yankee game last night. My wife saw me in the backyard, and she says, wow, cranky Yankee. I don't have cranky Yankee tonight. Yes, so I'm relaxed. I'm happy. I got my team in baseball on, and the Raiders are home for a home game. I'll interview the head coach, Josh McDaniels, tomorrow. And coming up here in about 10 minutes, we'll play a portion of his press conference as he just met the media coming off the bye week. And there's a couple things I want to dive into, but I want you to hear that. And remember, you can hear everything at Raiders.com. Everything is up there. Our brand new podcast, Raiders Roundtable, is there. All the interviews, all of these Josh McDaniels press conferences are streamed live, and then they go up there and live in the podcast area. So remember, on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, everywhere at Raiders.com is where you get all your content. So what are we going to do today? Today is not desperate, but today is wake up the Raider fans who have been in a slumber. You know, they went on a, Raiders on a bye week. Maybe you were on a bye week. Maybe you got away. Maybe you didn't. You focused on your family, your job, your other team, maybe Vegas Golden Knights, right? So you're focusing on other things. I need, I need A-list Raider Nation the next couple of days. Okay, I need the best of the Raider Nation to come on in here and get this thing moving. Okay, get this thing back on track like a train track. The train hasn't been derailed at all. The plan is in place. I believe in the plan. You might not, but again, I got to do my job and tell you what the plan is. The plan is Dave Ziegler, Josh McDaniels, not tearing down the team. They didn't tear down the team. They gave Carr an extension. They gave Waller $50 million. They gave an extension to Renfro and Max. So they didn't take what Mayock and Gruden did and said, tear it down. No, they they kept the guys who are good or really good. And now what they're doing is they're trying to get the guys who are going to be out of here next year. They're trying to say, hey, man, we, we kind of need you. You know, you're not going to be here next year. You know it. 
I know it, but I need you to play your ass off for us because we're paying you millions of dollars. Do we all understand that concept? Because it happens in your job every day. It happens above you with vice presidents, owners of your company. They're doing that. They're getting rid of people and bringing in new people, but they're not going to get rid of you on a Friday, maybe. They might get rid of you in six months. So they're running a business, and you have to step outside the business and understand. I've always been a guy. I think I got an entrepreneurial spirit. I've always had, you know, I got seven jobs right now, three podcasts, all this stuff. But I always understand I have bosses. I have bosses. I work for Mark Davis. I work for Natalie here at Lotus. I work for my podcast partners. I have people above me. And I respect them all because they control my job. And what's happening now here is there's a bunch of players on this team in the tub, injured, not playing well. And everybody's pointing fingers. Well, it's got to be the coach. It's got to be the defensive coordinator. I'm, I'm a part of it. Who's to blame? No more blame. Do your job. That's what Belichick taught. They're going to put that on Belichick's plaque. Not that you get a gold jacket, but it's going to say when Belichick walks up to the podium, they're going to have a thing. Do your job. That's all he's ever asked you to do, Belichick. You're going to be a special teams player like Slater. He could, he's literally a Hall of Fame player. He doesn't play a lot, but he plays special teams. Captain, do your job. Tom Brady, do your job. Randy Moss came over. He was a head case, absolute head case. Went to the Patriots, perfect, because Belichick said do your job, and he did it, and he played great for the Patriots. These are the same guys. Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels are the same guys who work for Belichick. They only brought that here. They told you all about it. Do your job. Learn how not to lose before you have to win. Everybody compares everybody. I mean, you really got to be losing your mind if you're comparing this new regime to the 10 wins of Basachi and Gruden. Then you don't understand football. Then you're just going to wake up every day and say, well, the new coach is going to win 11, and then the coach after that's going to win 13. That's not how it works. There's a completely new ideal and brain trust in the building trying to win their way. You might not like it, and I'm cool with that. That's why I have open lines at 702-365-9200. As long as you don't make it personal and say haircuts and this guy and that, as long as you just come in and fire away on what you don't like, you're always welcome. 26 years on the radio, I've never hung up on anyone unless they say something really stupid or they make a personal comment about someone who can't defend themselves because they're not in the room. That's why Twitter's a sewer. You can come after everybody, be anonymous in your mom's basement, eating mac and cheese, and attack someone, female or male, because that people are comfortable attacking people. So the Raiders now are having... You know, it's again, I always use movie themes, right? The Raiders now are in this movie where everybody's shooting arrows at them and they're just covering up. You know how you take the shield and you cover up? And everybody's just shooting arrows at the Raiders. And a large chunk of those people, Jared, are Raider fans. (laughs) So that's what blows me away because I'm dealing with Bronco fans, Kansas City fans, Patriot fans. So we got to fight them off at the wall. But there's a chunk of Raider fans who are just like, oh my God, fire everybody. This sucks. I get it. That's why we have open phone lines for you. So let's fix this thing in regards to how we're going to cover the team in the next couple of weeks. Here's what I came up with today. Over my first cup of coffee with my buddy J.O.D., as we have coffee on this day every week, and he asked me, what are you going to talk about today? I said, we're going to talk about how to get this train on the track. But it's not derailed. It didn't go off the track and tumble down the cliff. It's just, it just needs to get a new firing system in the engine, the steam engine. Maybe they have electric trains now. They need a recharge to get this thing going again out of the track. 
right, to get them out of the terminal. This thing can't chug along, chug along. This thing's got to go zero to 100 against the Texans. I'm not asking you to do that against Kansas City or the Buffalo Bills. I'm just saying this thing's got to start fast. This thing's got to be really big. This thing's got to be fixed quickly. They had a bye week to fix it. What did they do? I have no bleeping idea what guys do on the bye week. They used to go to Cabo. They used to go to Vegas. How about that? Are you old enough to remember that? Every NFL player on the bye week, I'm going to Vegas. Why not? Get in the pool. Pool parties are still going. Go, go to the club. All different types of clubs, wink, wink. And now guys really don't do that as much because of COVID. What happened during COVID is it kind of shut everybody down from road tripping because if you came back and you tested positive, you couldn't play. So a lot of people just stayed home. And I think this is a mature team. Max just had a baby. Derek Carr's got four kids. You know what I mean? Devontae's got kids. He took time off and went back to Fresno, had his number retired, went to the South Point 400 out at the track, you know, doing a great job presenting himself in the Raiders. So I don't know what the young guys did. I don't. I know that Nate Hobbs is injured. That's my big story this week, and they got to get him back on track, and they have to have other guys step up and do their job. But as we get to Houston here, as we open up the show, Houston is a gritty, gutty team. I hate those teams because <laughs> I always say that with the Yankees. Like, my Yankees, are they got like $200 million in payroll and whatever, and then they run into the Rays, and the Rays got like a $30 million payroll. But all the guys on the Rays are doing their job, and the Yankees are swinging like wiffle ball, striking out. And I go, how the hell did the Yankees lose to the Rays? The Rays got a $30 million payroll because they do their job. They do their job, and that's what Lovey Smith's team's going to do. They're going to come into Allegiant. They're going to look out their window and go, wow, look at the strip. We're here. We're playing at Allegiant Stadium. I'm juiced up. I've never played at Allegiant Stadium. I'm taping myself, and I'm, I'm getting ready, man. I'm flexing in warm-ups. I'm looking at the torch. These guys are ready. Everybody's ready coming into Allegiant. It's a jewel in the desert. You know that. So they're coming in, and they are a straightforward football team. Run it, run it, run it. Only throw on third down, right? They throw on third down because they tried to run it for first downs, stop the run, and then their defense is good. And as I've been telling you, the stat that jumps out at me all week, and I'm going to continue to say it, and I'm going to tell the coach tomorrow this, is that they're giving up less than 20 points a game, where I dream the Raiders could be someday. It's like an oasis for the Raiders. Someday they'll get to under 25 points a game, then they'll get under 23 points a game on average, and then they'll look and go, there it is, the oasis in the desert. We're going to get under averaging 20 points a game. They are nowhere near that. Why is that? They don't have the personnel. They don't have three great linebackers. They have one in Perryman, right? So the other guys, they don't have a great secondary, right? They got young safeties and guys, you know, so they're not great. They're not Ed Reed and Ray Lewis and Lawrence Taylor. They don't have that type of team, so they have to be at their best with their scheme, and I think the scheme has had flaws in it because they play zone, at times soft. They don't play enough man-to-man because they do not have the personnel to play man against Patrick Mahomes. But they do have the edge rushers in Mad Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. But Chandler hasn't played at a Pro Bowl level. Max is playing not only at the Pro Bowl, he's playing at defensive player of the year level. What about everybody else? What about Waller? Why, why isn't Waller playing like a pro bowler? I don't know. He's been, he's been dinged with the hamstring. I want to know what's going to happen with that this week. Josh Jacobs is going to the pro bowl this year. If he stays healthy, he's having a pro bowl year. Derek Carr is not invited to the pro bowl yet. 
Team's one and four. Derek usually gets to the Pro Bowl or around there. He could be an alternate. Not this year with these numbers. They got to get better. I expect them to do it. Devontae going to the Pro Bowl. Just a gifted, brilliant player. Phenomenal. And the offensive line, I opened up the season saying this would be the first of Colt Miller's run at Pro Bowls. That's not the case. He's playing okay. He's not, he's not dominating. He needs to dominate. And then we have the Pro Bowl uh, punter and possibly the Pro Bowl kicker. That's it. That's the team. That's what we're working with against Houston. I believe the Raiders are vastly better, vastly better than Houston, New Orleans, and Jacksonville, and Seattle. Those are four games. They got to win three out of four. I can't go four for four. I can't do it. Not going to do it. Can't do four out of four because they just, they're one in four. But if they win three out of those four games, we're at 500 or close to 500 with another upset win along the way. So the Raiders got to get the train going today. That's the topic with all the guests that I have. Love to hear from you. 702-365-9200. Josh McDaniels met the media about an hour ago. Here's a portion of the press conference. Uh, getting ready for Houston. Um, you know, obviously this is a, a team that I would say our team doesn't know very well. Um, you know, and then looking at them, uh, Lovey does such a great job of – you know they're they're very consistent from one year to the next. I've coached against him and his teams many times. Um, you know they they have a very straightforward style. Uh, they're going to play no nonsense football. They're tough. They're physical. Um, they take care of the ball on offense. They create turnovers on defense. They're very good in the kicking game. It's one of the best uh, teams uh, that we'll, that we'll play uh, in terms of our the challenge in the special teams area. So um, this is going to be a uh, important three days for us to really get familiar with the style that they use, which is different than what we've seen so far, uh, especially on defense. Um, got some really good players, uh, young players offensively, Pierce, Mills, Collins. Uh, of course, we know Cooks. Um, but they, you know, they got a number of players that can make big plays on offense, two really good returners that are tough to tackle, um, you know, one in the kickoff return area, the other one in the, in the punt return, and then defensively, um, you know, this is a team that creates a lot of negative plays in the running game, uh, can turn the ball over, got a lot of pass breakups, one of the leading teams in the league in terms of getting their hands on balls in the secondary. Um, you know, and again, some of that comes with the pressure that they get on the quarterback and the ball's thrown too early. So um, it's a you know, team coming off of a victory against Jacksonville where they really did a good job of closing that game out. Uh, they've been in a lot of close games like we have. Um, so this will be a big, a big challenge this week. Coming off of bye week, how important is the first practice back for you to kind of get a feel for where this team is mentally and physically? Um, I, 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 I don't want to place an over importance on it. Um, you know, I would expect today not to be perfect. You know, because you know they've had um, some time to rest and and recover and, and try to get themselves ready to go here for a stretch. You know, of games. So I think that's you know. That's going to be important to just get out there and get acclimated, reacclimated, if you will. Um, you know, we'll be in pads, so uh, I, I don't want to. My expectations aren't here. Uh, I think they're more realistic, um, but that's okay. You know, we'll work through that. Every team goes through this. You know, you have a an opportunity to get some time away and time off, your mind off football a little bit, and then you get back to it. You know, there's going to be some things you need to clean up from today's practice. But I think our, if our energy and our attitude is any indication of what today might, might look like, um, I'll be very uh, content with the way we, we work today. Gosh, a lot of times during the bye week, you do some self-assessment and, you know, self-scouting. Were there any conclusions that you guys were able to, maybe not hard conclusions, but some 
ideas of kind of what went wrong uh, over those first five games and things that you need to focus on? Yeah, I mean, I think there's, you know, there's there's a lot of things you can do better, um, you know, and I think we've 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 talked about some of those in the in the past, but um, you know, certainly trying to cut down and limit our, our penalties offensively, you know, which have put us in a lot of long yarded situations. Um, you know, more third and longs than you really ever want to be in, you know, to start a season. So um, making smart decisions, uh, playing with great technique and focus, you know, to try to limit the, the amount of times you're hurting yourself offensively, I think is something we've talked about. We've talked about it, you know, for the first five games too. So hopefully we can make some progress there. Um, you know, our ability to, to play better in the red zone on both sides of the ball is obviously something that's going to be of importance to us as we move forward. Um, and we're going to, you know, try to address that each day in practice, um, you know, and then try to get something going in our return game. You know, I think, you know, among many things, those are three areas we've really kind of focused on and talked about. And uh, I think those are easy to see. You know, we don't rank, you know, super high in the league in those categories. So um, areas we can certainly make progress in. You guys placed Nate Hobbs in IR earlier this week. It's a guy that we've seen line up in different spots to make plays so far this season. What kind of loss is it not having him for? Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's one of our best players, you know, and um, you know, guy that's plays a lot of positions, moves around a lot, uh, very competitive in coverage, good blitzer, good tackler, um, brings an element of physicality, um, you know, on every play, um, you know, and so. Uh, but it's it's like the other things we've dealt with this year. You know, every team does it. Uh, we're not unique. Um, nobody feels sorry for us. We don't want that. Um, we got other guys that are ready to step in, and um, you know, I don't know that they'll duplicate his role, but you know, they'll share the burden. Um, so, uh, look forward to to seeing our guys do that. Uh, Anthony will be back on the practice field today, which is good, uh, along with DJ Turner. So, uh, you know, it seems like one one leaves and you know one comes back. So. Um, you know, you're you're hopeful that you can, you know, obviously make up for it with other people, which we will, um, and hopefully look forward to getting Nate back. You think there's a lot of plays have been highlighted recently on roughing the passer, key plays. You had one of them in the Kansas City game. Yeah. Even more than usual, do you think defensive players are confused now as to what's going to be called and what they can do? <clears throat> Boy, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I don't know if confused is a good word. Um, you know, I, I think – I think everybody understands the point and what we're trying to avoid. You know, I think these uh, the guys that play that position are obviously, um, you know, they're unique. You know, and and uh, we all want our quarterback to remain healthy as long as we can. And so, um, the the goal is obviously uh, the right goal. Um, I think sometimes it takes away from the aggression uh, that the defensive players need to play with. Um, you know, and I, for that, I feel like it's it's a tough tough situation because I've seen some other scenarios where, you know, you got a guy in the grasp and you want to take him to the ground and you want to take him to the ground hard and you don't, and then he kind of squirts away. I saw one of those games this week where that happened, and it's like, you know, I don't blame the defensive guy for not really just landing on him with all his weight because they're probably thinking about the consequences of the foul. So, um, you know. It's a fine line. You know, you got to be aggressive. You're going to have to play hard. You're going to have to try to get to the passer. And then when you get there, you just got to try to do the right thing. And we've seen all the videos. We've shown all the, the ways that uh, we feel like they're going to call them. And uh, we're coaching the right things, I think. And hopefully we can avoid those fouls. But it's not an easy thing to do. It's not. Max seemed to have, a, Max seemed to have one of those against Mahomes. Yeah. Where you're talking about when he didn't take him to the ground? 
Yeah, and they blew the well. They blew the whistle there, which is again a, a good thing. For, I'd say on both sides, you know, because again, if you get them in the grass and the whistle gets blown, that's that's easier. You know, if the whistle's not blown and you keep playing, you know, as a defensive player, I mean, you're taught to tackle them to the ground. You know, that by definition, your your job on defense is to to get the guy, on, you know, with the ball and put him on the ground. You know, so it's it, like I said, it's a little bit of a catch twenty two. Does it make it more difficult? I actually interviewed a Raider from the '80s, and he was saying that what's sort of lost is the grittiness, that that nastiness. Not dirty, but he even brought up like the steel curtain, the Lamberts, the Raiders. Does it take away from being able to instill somewhat of a grittiness, nastiness to your football team? I still think there's a lot of things we can do that would fall into that category. You know, I mean. You know, I, I think in that one instance, yeah, you have to. We have to change the way we've coached those things over the years. No question about it. Um, you know, and you, we've all seen hits that are probably on the borderline of being flagged, or they get flagged, and uh, sometimes players don't care about that because it does. It sends a let's call it a physical message. I think you can do that in other ways. I think you know, defending the run. I think swarming to the ball. I think tackling people legally, uh, finishing the right way, and doing it you know, clean uh, within the confines of the rules. I think all of that's still within our ability to do that. I think, you know, it's the one area that we're, we're obviously going to be very cautious about doing something, you know, to a degree where we get fouled, you know. Josh McDaniels, and that's a portion of his press conference. There's a lot more to it. So if you go to Raiders.com, plus I have Vinny, who is sitting in the front row, and the big takeaway here, Deshaun Reed uh, tweeted out, McDaniels answered yes when asked whether he's hopeful the tight ends Darren Waller and Foster Moreau can return this week, but added that's not a prediction. Now, Foster Moreau was out at practice, so we'll get an update on Vinny. Vinny's going to join us in a little over an hour, and we'll get a full update from Vinny from the press conference and, of course, practice earlier today. Q's in the building. Q was out at practice, too, so we'll talk about that coming up. Bill Romanowski at the bottom of the hour. That whole monologue was brought to you by PT's, home of the best happy hour in town, 5 to 7, midnight to 2. Golden Knights lose to Calgary, and they got a big one coming up with Colorado. Throw on a T-shirt or a jersey if you don't have tickets to the game and head on out to PT's. Proud partner with VGK, and they know how to do hockey, food, drink specials, gaming. They got it all covered for you. Welcome back to the JT The Brick Show, brought to you by Modelo, a proud sponsor of the Raiders and the official beer of fans with the fighting spirit. He and Petrie both, uh, the safety, I mean, um, you know, these guys were two guys that weren't, it wasn't surprising that they were drafted where they were, um, you know, in April. And, um, you know, Stingley's very sticky in coverage, got really good transition ability, good ball skills. Um, you know, he's he's really learning how to, you know, do it at our level now. And, um, you know, he's a guy you're going to have to be aware of in coverage, where he's at, what he's doing. Um, you know, and so, like I said, same thing with the young safety. He's made a lot of plays. And, um, their entire secondary, like I said, there's very few teams that get their hands on more balls than this team does. So um, big challenge for us. Those two guys will be part of it. Josh McDaniels, JT, back with you. Bill Romanowski will join us. Brought to you by Ray's and Kane's Chicken Fingers. You know about Kane's. Fantastic. They do everything right. The food is always spectacular. Proud partner of UNLV football. 
And when you take a look at everything they're doing here, we are thrilled to be a part of their team at Raisin Cane's. And my kids are out of college. When they come back, man, they live there. They are. If you want to find my sons, go find them in the drive-through. They have a new location open at Craig Road and Allen. So, before Romo comes on, a couple of things that I'm assuming here going into the game on Sunday: that the Raiders give up 26 points a game, and Houston is one of only five teams that give up less than 20, 19.8. So, if you want to round that up to 20, they give up about 20 points a game, but they give up a lot of yards. They give up 414 total. And they give up 165 average a game on the ground. So if you know that, you want to run the ball, right? Because Josh has been running well. He's been running really hard. He's been doing everything right. He's been getting the job done. So you would think with the numbers that are here, you would say, all right, let Josh keep running the ball. And I'm good with that. But Josh is going to get into the red zone. And those great young players that they have in the secondary are going to tighten up. And the coverage is going to be tighter in the red zone. And Derek's going to have to win the game by throwing the ball into the end zone and scoring some points that way. I don't think the Raiders can just get to the red zone and run it in against this team because the stats tell us otherwise. The stats tell us that they don't do that. They don't let it up. They bend, but they don't break. So what I'm assuming is going to happen is the Raiders are going to come in. They're going to run it, run it, run it. They're going to pick up you know eight yards, six yards, five yards, pick up some first downs. Then all of a sudden they're going to find themselves on the eight-yard line, and they're not going to be able to run it. They're going to want to run it, but they're going to have to throw at some point. And Hunter, depending on who the tight ends are and what's going to happen with Devontae, Matt Collins, especially Hunter, they got to catch the ball in the end zone. This is a game where Derek's got to throw three touchdowns. Not two. He's got to throw three. He's got to have an explosive game. He's got to be electric because he's going up against a quarterback that shouldn't be able to run away and hide like Mahomes or Josh Allen or anyone like that. It is always a pleasure to welcome in my friend, the four-time Super Bowl champ, multiple Pro Bowls, one of the all-time greats, and especially one of the most, one of the great motivators in the history of football. Bill Romanowski joins us. Romo, how you been? Fantastic. Other than I sure wish uh, we're winning a few more games here. Well, Romo, we're going to start with that. You've been on teams yeah. before. You were an ultimate winner. Even your teams that didn't win the Super Bowl, you got four, went deep into the playoffs. When you see this team, and they're finding really bizarre ways to lose, up 20 on Arizona, Kyler Murray running around crazy, and then they were up 17 to nothing on your hated Kansas City Chiefs. What are you seeing sitting back watching this in your sports room in your big house with your wife? What are you seeing? You know what? I, I think uh... – you know, I watch it, and I'm like, I feel like the team is very well coached. Um, I think they got to learn how to finish. They've got to learn how to put the stake in the ground and really bury a team, especially when you when you get up. You know, and that's believe it or not, that's not easy to do. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of teams that struggle, but they get they have to learn how to finish. And you know, I I feel like they're very well coached. I feel like they're disciplined, um, but they need to execute and do a better job in the second half. And they learn they need to learn how to finish off a team. 
Bill Romanowski joins us. Romo, that's what you loved. I mean, that is wasn't that your legacy when you were in these games? You loved it even as a Raider to put teams away, and you're chirping, and you're trash-talking, and you're making plays, and when you had that lead, you wanted to finish them off, and your adrenaline level, like you can see the end of the game in the third quarter if you made a tackle or a pick or you did saw a sack, you had that adrenaline edge to you that wanted to put teams down and put them away. It's about making plays, JT. And to me, when you're able to make plays and put a team away, you know, that's something I thrived on. And, you know, to me, it, you know, it's got to also happen out on the practice field, you know. Mm-hmm. And to me, I, I wanted to make every play on the field, whether it was practice or a game. It did not matter, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know. I remember very first practice as an Oakland Raider. We're out in training camp in Napa, and Roland Williams pushed me in the back, you know, in a little nine-on-seven play. And I grabbed, I grabbed his face mask, and I ripped his helmet off, and I threw it as far as I could. And I said, you ever do that again? I promise you, it will be their last. And I went over to our defense, and I said, "Yep, we got it. We got to drop." Gotta, yep, we, we got you. you. We're we're on regular radio. No that. problem. We're on regular radio, not my satellite show. But I got yeah, you. We got you. But yeah, but you, you did that. Any, you did that. You did that to Williams to send a message to your defense. I did, you know. And I said, guys, we don't take crap from anybody, and you don't let somebody punk you. They'll punk you out of this league. We got to dominate for 60 minutes. And, you know, learning how to finish in the second half is, you know, finishing a practice with the same kind of intensity that you started it with. Bill Romanowski, Romo Cop, our guest, one of my favorite guests all time. All right, so you said they're well coached. I believe with you. I'm dealing with Raider fans who are, and fans that are just critical of the coaches. And as you know, they have the right to. You talk to fans all the time. But we know Josh McDaniels is a stickler to details. He comes from the Belichick tree. And Patrick Graham had a pretty good defense. Patrick Graham decoordinated with the Giants. And the Giants defense was good. They just got Wink Martindale. They actually look a little bit better, but... So knowing that this went out in an era, Romo, where you can tackle and practice, it's walkthrough city. It's films and walkthroughs where you don't get a chance to put your helmet on another helmet and practice much. How do you build that energy and excitement in pregame warm-ups as the Texans come to town? Well, how about, how about this, JT? Pretty much my whole career, I didn't wear pads in practice because it started with the 49ers and Bill Walsh, mm-hmm. you know? And But here's the deal. The way I finished plays in practice, I, I like rolled my hips and made it like I was finishing the play and knocking the crap out of somebody, you know, on a sideline, coming over the middle, coming up through, you know, the middle of the line. I, you know, you have to make sure you are – Seeing it like you're in full pads mm-hmm. and exploding through someone, <clears throat> you know, with that same kind of intensity, you just not, you know, you just not laying the wood on them, and you save that for Sunday. 
Uh, Bill, I'm sure you're really impressed with the human being and the player, Max Crosby. What, what jumps out at you when you watch Max play? You know what? I uh, love the motor. He's relentless. Uh, you know, he, he's, you know, he's so damn talented, you know. Uh, but the thing that stands out to me is he's relentless and it's his motor. And he's got great skill, you know. Gr- I mean, his, lo- his arms are long, he's lanky, and he really, uh, really is just relentless getting to the quarterback. And when you're, when you're really good, when you're a really good pass r- rusher, it's like you smell the quarterback is like the blood and the pass rusher is the shark. Mm-hmm. And it's just a relentless pursuit to getting to that quarterback and bringing him down however you can. And uh, he's got that. It's an it factor, and I love watching the guy. You know, he's, uh, he's fun to watch. You know, he's a guy that you don't have to look for him. He, he shows up mm-hmm. and is making plays all over the field. Bill Romanowski joins us, four-time Super Bowl champ. It sounded like you were talking about Chandler Jones three, four, five, six, eight years ago. The Raiders paid him a lot to come over here and be that player, and I think he played better in the last game, especially securing the edge. Romo, what was it like for you? Because you always played with that motor, but you know when you hear people saying, if you're with the Eagles or another team on sports radio or you read about it where they're saying, hey, man, you didn't do this or that right, what does Chandler Jones need to do now? I don't know if he hears the background noise, but he's a Raider now, and he's got to be yeah. as productive as you were on a Super Bowl run when you came to the Silver and Black. Yeah. You know, at, at the end of the day, you know, JT, it's about making plays. Mm-hmm. You know, he, <clears throat> he got paid a ton of money to come off the edge and make plays. And, you know, uh, and like you said, I, I saw him in the last game, and he was, uh, he was more productive making tackles, but he's getting paid to make sacks. Let's just be clear. He got paid the kind of money to, to get hit the quarterback and to get to the quarterback. And he's not getting to him right now. And let's hope uh, he figures this thing out and he's able to turn it up, you know. Uh, you know, he he needs another gear, okay. put it that way. No, I agree he with you. better that. find it pretty damn quickly. Otherwise, uh, I know the coaches can't be very happy. I know the fans aren't. I know I'm not. I want to see him make plays and get to the damn quarterback. We are all here to make Bill Romanowski happier, (laughs) no doubt. (laughs) Hey, Romo, you've been an analyst on TV and radio for a long time covering the Raiders recently, and you've covered Derek Carr's career. And I know what you think about him as a person and all that, but what are you seeing on tape when you're seeing Derek Carr here trying to work in a new Devontae Adams? I had a great partnership in college here, but it's got to get going now also. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, uh, the quarterback is the key to winning football games. And when when you really when you have that position nailed, and I tell you what, um, I li- I like Derek, and 
I think there are times when Derek shows flashes of, wow, he's clearly, you know, there'll be times in a game where he'll have a couple series where you're like, damn, he looked really good. But then, you know, it can be that, that series or two where you're like, what the heck is going on here? You know? And I think it's 60 minutes of that kind of intensity that a guy's going to bring, not only, you know, making the plays uh, down the field, making every throw on the field, but, you know, bringing that toughness and that relentless that no matter what, when the game's on the line, I want the ball in my hands because we're going to get the job done and make it happen. And I just don't see that all the time. Nutrition53.com for wellness. And Romo, I'm seeing here on the website that you're talking about immunity, the immune system. Your product makes the immune system strong. You know, we talk about lean and losing Mm -hmm. weight and becoming a better athlete or getting in better shape, but the immune system has been really important pre-COVID, post-COVID. Tell me about your products here. I see you have a Lean One Kids Gummies, a new line out here. So yeah, you're, you're really doing we, well with this. We got, we, we, we've got Lean One Immunity. we got Lean One Gummies for, for kids because we want to keep them healthy. And then our proteins, we've got plant-based proteins. And in our Lean One fat-burning meal replacement, what we do is we use a combination of pea protein and dairy proteins. <clears throat> and, you know, because of the pea protein, I, I like using vegetable proteins because they real, you get a really good immune response. So not only are you going to lose weight, but you're going to get healthier and you're going to get happier. Because if you're looking in the mirror and you're leaner, you're gonna you're gonna definitely like that, but your body's gonna be saying, "Thank you for giving me really good nutrition," and that's what Lean One is all about. And you got vegan Lean One, and you got Lean One Neuro, which I'm on because my mind races every night. And as I told your wife, it's calmed me down the Lean One Neuro because. I'm on the radio too much, and I'm hanging yep. out with my friends too much, and my mind needs to take a break from time to time. Yep. And then we also have Lean One Sleep, because at the end of the day, you got to get good rest. Yes. Good REM sleep, and Lean One Sleep allows you to do that. So whatever it is you're struggling with, I've got the answer, and... I'm all about changing lives and making people better. You do that. You're a great friend. All the best. I hope to see you out in Vegas soon. Uh, we needed you today because I got to wake this place up. We need your adrenaline, your analysis on what needs to happen. So, fortunately, hopefully the Raiders get a win against Houston and they can get on a roll again, Romo. Oh, yeah. They're going to win this week. Thank you, my friend. Talk to you soon. Okay. Take care, JT. You got it. Bill Romanowski. How good is he? And again, I'm just giving him a plug for Nutrition 53 because he's got all that. I mean, it's in Costco. This is not a joke. This is not him in his backyard making you know a concoction here. This is a legit business for him, and he does very well. So you heard what he said about Derek. You heard what he said about Chandler Jones. 
you're hearing what he's saying about Max. That's all I can do is I got to ask him the questions about the players. He likes the coaching. I think the coaching is strong. It comes from strong roots. And now all of that kind of gets put aside. Just go win the game. Go have a big game and win the game. I really don't – look, there's a lot of people like myself who are saying just win. I don't care how you win. Just win the game. But I think this is an important game to win and have a lot of production so that builds into New Orleans. New Orleans is injured and a mess now. But you know how hard it is to win in that dome? It's like really hard to win in New Orleans. And then they're going to Jacksonville, and they're Jekyll and Hyde. I don't know how good they are. Are they the team that beat the Chargers or the team that lost to the Texans? I got to see a win in the Jacksonville game. We're not playing Kansas City and Buffalo. Playing Houston, New Orleans, and Jacksonville. Did you see Kansas City's schedule? Tampa Bay win. Raiders win. Buffalo loss. It's much tougher than what the Raiders have coming up. But the Raiders' schedule was very difficult early. And it challenged them because of injuries. And again, I think this Waller topic is big. Waller wasn't at practice today. All the insiders are reporting on that. And it's a hamstring issue that clearly bothered him in the preseason and kept him off the field. And he's not at practice today. I'm a huge fan of Darren Waller. He walks the tunnel. He tries to get addicts to have a clean life. He's a brilliant human being. We need Darren Waller at 100% quickly because it's very important that his participation in this offense opens up everything, especially for Renfro. Renfro gets open. This is Gronk 101. Damon, and you know this, jump in. Because when Gronk was double teamed, and before that the lunatic Aaron Hernandez, when those guys were double teamed, it opened it up for who? Amendola, Mm -hmm. Welker. All of those guys were open because they were single coverage we need to see Devontae doubled if he's going to be. Waller doubled. It'll open it up for Renfro. Yes, exactly. Julian Edelman, another one that another yes. one of those slot receivers that we expected Hunter Renfro to have that type of a season. Mm. You you saw the the prototypes where it was going to be, hey, Hunter Renfro, we know this scheme with Josh McDaniels. He's going to be plug and place, and he will have the Julian Edelman, the Wells Welker type of a season. But so far, it has been disappointing. And not so much Hunter Renfro. He's got to be on the field, you know, got to get healthy. But also, with him and Waller not clicking, it's putting too much pressure, I think, on Devontae Adams. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the coverage is there on Devontae. I'd just say force him the damn ball. He'll make plays in coverage. Just let him go after a 50-50 ball more often. Thanks to Bill Romanowski. I hope you enjoyed that. Brought to you by Virgin Hotels right here in Vegas. Virgin Hotels, home of Olives, great restaurant. Cassie Beach is there. Uh, they have everything going on. One steakhouse. Oh, Michael, the Morton Brothers. One of the best steaks I've ever had. Fantastic there. And you could also go to the Shag Room for music and great entertainment. When we come back, we got time for you, as always, 702-365-9200. It's Texans week. Doesn't seem to be firing up a lot of Raider fans, the Texans. It's not Kansas City week, I can tell you. But we're an NFL flagship. We're one of only 32 stations in the world that have an NFL team. And we have to be at a high level every show because the NFL and the Raiders demand it. Let's hear from the Raider Nation. Welcome back to the JT The Brick Show, brought to you by Grimaldi's Pizzeria, home of the famous New York-style coal-fired brick oven pizza. Yes, and we got a $50 Grimaldi gift card or two to give away for the person who has the biggest impact on this show the next day or two. Can't give it to Romo. He's out of state. Can give it to you if you're in Vegas. 702-365-9200. So a couple of Raider fans have asked me, uh, what about Davis Mills, the quarterback there? 
And I've said, look, I saw Taylor Heineke come into a legion and win. I saw Justin Fields, who was god-awful, come in and win. Okay, I, I've seen I, the Raiders beat Jalen Hurts, put 30 up on him, 30 unanswered, and were able to win the game. So the quarterback to me, when I think about this, Davis Mills is a stopgap. And we had an insider on yesterday who talked about that. He, he will not be the quarterback of the future. So that's a little bit of a concern for me because he's playing for his future. So this is a guy that can run. He can make plays outside the pocket. If you saw him play at Stanford, Davis Mills was a third-round pick, 67th overall by the Houston Texans. And he was never supposed to play until Deshaun Watson liked to go to massages. And then we all know what happened there with Deshaun Watson. He became just a lunatic and did what he did and almost got thrown out of the league. He's been out of the league a while. So Davis Mills was the next man up. Now, I thought, and I got it wrong for now, I could be right down the road. I thought that Baker Mayfield was perfect for that job because he play, he's from Texas, played at Oklahoma, got a lot of fans in that region. I just thought they should have went with Baker and had him be the franchise quarterback. But what they're going to do is Houston is going to get a, dra- a draft pick, a high draft pick, and they're going to get one of these quarterbacks that are coming out. C.J. Stroud, they're going to look at one of the quarterbacks that are coming out. That are There's three quarterbacks that are going to be taken in the first six picks. One of them's going to the Texans, I can guarantee you. And one of them, I can guarantee, is going to Carolina. Those are the teams that are going after quarterbacks here. So Davis Mills comes in. I think the term would be he's a live dog. He's the type of guy who they're a touchdown underdog, and he can come in here and make some plays with his legs, make a couple third-down plays. What they're trying to do with him is simple. They're trying to get him into third and short. That's what you want to do with every quarterback. But you don't have to put, you don't have to put Patrick Mahomes and all these great Josh Allen in third and short. You can put them in third and 16, and they throw at 17 yards. And I don't want to see Derek Carr checking down against the Houston Texans. If it's third and 11, throw it 12 yards, please. Take a shot at the marker, as Jim Plunkett said. One of the great moments is me and Jim sitting down. Jim, what'd you do on third down? I threw it past the marker. Stayed with my head in a trap for the rest of my career. Of course, Jim Plunkett checked down once or twice. He had Marcus Allen. If you're going to check down, if you have Marcus Allen, you do it. Marcus Allen can get you the 12 yards on third and 11. And the Raiders have Josh Jacobs, who I've always been surprised doesn't catch as many balls as he should. Because when he came in from Alabama, he was supposed to catch a lot of balls. And be that type of player. And the Raiders have enough offensive weapons that they don't have to throw it to the back as much as they can. When you have Devontae and Waller, you're able to do that. Now, in regards to Foster Moreau being back at practice again, he's really a good blocker. You know, I go into every game. If, if Foster gets two receptions or three, that's a good game. And he could get your first down or two. But this team is Darren Waller's team. He just got the money. Darren Waller just got paid. A lot of people are asking, where is Darren Waller? You cannot take a thoroughbred athlete like that if they're tweaking on the hamstring and have them pop it, right? Do we all understand that? You cannot take Waller if his hamstring isn't close to being ready to go. You cannot say play on it because he's so explosive. Then he could tear his hamstring and not only be out for a year, but he could be out for a long time. It could have an effect on his career. So I don't play doctor or trainer on radio here, but I'm kind of surprised that Darren, after after a bye week, wasn't at practice today. I'm surprised by that. I am a little bit surprised by that. But again, I understand why he's not there if the trainers are being cautious and he's going to play game day. But I really think they need him in this game plan to win the game. Derek needs his guys at full strength. Derek's at full strength. He's ready to roll. A big hour coming up here. We'll have Bill Williamson here at the top of the hour. A Raider Insider, and then we'll have Vinny Bonsignor 
at about 1.30. Vinny will join us, too. So good, uh, good day today to talk Raiders-Texans as we continue. Brought to you by Remy Martin and the Botanist Gin. Team up for excellence.